Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Issues with Wrestling. This week, we're talking about something that they say you shouldn't talk about. Politics, religion, we're talking politics. As always, I'm Christopher Miles, and this week joining me is someone that knows something about politics and wrestling. He is the host of the Q Now show on the local Fox News radio affiliate here in St. Louis, and he is a professional wrestler with MMWA. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduced the Gen X icon, Mark Bland. Mark, thanks for being here, buddy. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Hey, you know, when I thought this topic up, I thought you were the perfect person for it. There was really nobody else that popped into mind to do this. So I guess, I mean, the first question I have for you about politics and wrestling and angles is, what is so appealing to the wrestling audience and wrestling culture about political angles? I think that when, all right, great stories, right? Yeah. A good political angle is just like professional wrestling. This is why Donald Trump was so successful working with Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. Simply the idea of create a good guy, have a bad guy, let them fight it out. One of them is going to come out on top. Sometimes the villain wins. And what is the villain? Well, it depends on your point of view. True. It depends on who you want to be in this world. So sometimes Donald Trump's the villain, but sometimes to other people and other thought and processes, he's the hero. And it's just this idea. And here's the real problem. This is where the problem becomes. It's legitimately offline, right? In the real world, professional wrestling Feels like good guy, bad guy, right? Yes, because yes. of the way it is created. But with politics, there really is a good guy and there really is a bad guy. Depending on who and you ask. I hate to say it like that. Once again, it's all about politics. But, but in the end, you can see, like, Bill Clinton didn't get arrested and go to jail. Uh, George Bush didn't get arrested and go to yeah. jail. Republican also. Dick Cheney didn't get arrested and go to jail. A lot of other people didn't arrested and go to jail that were in these positions of power. But guess who did get arrested? He didn't go to jail yet. But I'm yeah. just saying who did? Donald Trump did. So uh, using that as an example, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, not knocking Donald Trump right now. Just using him as an example in this situation. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's relevant. There is one politician in America that we can all agree that we identify with politics as well as professional wrestling. It's yeah. probably Donald Trump. So, because of his Hall of Fame background and all that in WWE. Before I bring in our second voice, then I want to ask you this important question about sure. Donald Trump and wrestling. Do you think without the WWE audience, Donald Trump could have gotten elected? I wouldn't say that he couldn't get elected. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like going into the 2016 election, specifically, mm -hmm. a lot of people weren't paying attention to the Republicans behind the scenes. And I feel like at the end of the day, um, Donald Trump might have gotten still voted in like that way. I think they might have caught him off guard. I yeah. don't think it hurt oh, by any means whatsoever. Like, it definitely helped. There was a lot of people who helped by voting for him through that world of yeah. the WWE. Uh, and, and by the way, these are people that when – in 2007, 8, 9, when they're watching Donald Trump and Bobby Lashley 
shave Vince McMahon's head and all this other stuff at these WrestleManias. Now 10 years have gone by. They're not eight anymore. Now they're 18. Yeah. So they've known Donald Trump all this time. They understand who he is, and they've known him since they were eight, 10, 11, 12. Do you see what I'm saying? Now they're 18 yeah. to 22, 23, and they're voting for this man because they just know him. Yes, that's it. Familiar. And they've known him like a character from Sesame Street, the way you and me know about after the Grouch. <laughs> that's how, that, well, that's how right. they know about Donald Trump. I agree, but I'm going to bring in another voice on that. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of St. Louis Wrestling, the voice of Dynamo Pro, Chris Rodell. Chris, how are you, buddy? How's it going, guys? Good. You, do, you, you all doing good? Good. So I, I have the same question I had for Mark for you. What about political angles is so appealing to wrestling and the wrestling audience? Because it because it appeals to the lowest common denominator of wrestling fans. I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to say the I hate to I hate that word lowest common common denominator. Wrong. Yeah, but I mean, if you're in if you're in a state like Arkansas or Indiana or a red, any red state. You come in with a Trump flag, you're you're good. This brings me back. This brings actually me back to a Cinco de Mayo festival we did several years ago, and there was a big Trump pinata, and Adrian Surge came in and was like he was for Donald Trump all the way, and I don't know what his political leaning really is, but he was so massively booed that they literally had to <laughs> security had to be around. Adrian Surge the entire time. Okay. So, uh, Chris, I'll go to the next question for you first. What is your first political memory or angle memory in wrestling? Ooh. I mean, I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm not quite the Gen X icon, but... Uh, Who is? Uh, uh, I really just... I, I just... I just recently watched the Iron Sheik documentary um, mm -hmm. on from AEW... Or not AEW. A&E. A &E. Um, and that would be the one for me. That, that would be my answer, just because it was like eighty two, eighty three when that's all going on. Yeah, but but you also you also think the whole the Sergeant Slaughter is probably the Sergeant Slaughter when he turned and was an Iraqi sympathizer. Yes, uh, it's probably oh, yeah. the first one that I truly truly remember. Okay. See, I remember the evil Russians. I remember Nikolai and yep. Nikita and all those guys. And looking back and so realizing like 85, 86, yeah. 87 when we get to that. Like that's yeah. after the Sheik, but that's prior to Sergeant Slaughter kind of coming in at 89, 90, mm -hmm. 91. As the bad guy for the for the right. you know. This is tough. So I mean, for me, it was the Russians. And to, to learn later that like, you know, uh Nikita Koloff was a guy named Scott from Minnesota really, <laughs> really, really threw me for a loop. You know, I love pro wrestling. Did you see that? Like, you're like Scott from Minnesota. Yeah. If you ever like, hey, and here comes Nikolai Volkov and Scott from wasn't, Minnesota. Like, wasn't wasn't Barry Darso's name Crusher oh, Khrushchev? Crusher, Crusher Khrushchev yes. before he became oh, yeah. Smash. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's just stupid. And then, like, okay, so. And but at the, the times it worked. Yes, it did. It, it probably still. I mean, Rusev was the evil Russian, even though he's Bulgarian a couple years ago. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like the changing politics of the world can change wrestling too. Because I remember even the Simpsons making fun of the fact that all of the evil Russians in the '80s in 1991, when the Iron Curtain fell, suddenly became good guys. You know, Nikita Koloff was teaming with Sting, and Nikolai was teaming with Hacksaw Duggan. So I mean. 
should the but isn't it weird that today and i hate to cut you off like that i wasn't trying to i I, before i didn't want to put a pin in this before i forgot isn't it weird that today right now we are in the middle of this ukraine war where we have got vladimir putin looking like the evil dictator yes. of another country that is trying to destroy, and no wrestling companies really tagging into any of that or even trying to play. And I, and I feel like that I know why. I we think finally got to a point where the stories that are in the books are equally as funny, entertaining, or crazy and over the top as what's going on offline. They're not grabbing anything from the real world and bringing it over here. They don't need to anymore. It all looks one and the same. But, the storyline with Roman Reigns looks just as crazy and over the top as Vladimir Putin. But but is that possibly because wrestling companies are afraid that, hey, we don't want to go too far this way, too far this way. We kind of want to stay here, mm. you know, and, and you, you don't want to, like, upset the, the, the apple cart. I mean, this okay. the social media aspect of the world in 2023 yes. now. Everybody let's, has to be on eggshells a little bit. Yes. Let's, take a, yeah, let, let, let's look at the uh, Muhammad Hassan angle. You know, the, the angle where you had a guy that was... Oh, that was a great angle, actually. Yeah, you had a guy who was, you know, who was pretending to be Islamic, even though he's an Italian guy. But <laughs> he, was pre- he was pushing forward this narrative of the post-9-11 hysterity, uh, hysterity about behind Islamic people. And then he d- forms his own little terrorist cell and basically kills the Undertaker on the same day of the London bombings. And they don't pull that. And they got so much crap for that. So do you think that they're almost scared to be political at this point anymore? You have to be scared. You have to be scared to be, you know. I mean, yeah. do we do we remember that um that the WWE had like Ace Steel portray Donald Trump and something? Oh, we're get, portray- we'll get there. Okay. We're we're <laughs> yeah. we're going to get there. Okay. Oh, the Rodeo Donald. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. So I mean, yeah. so so Mark, do you think they should be scared? Is PCness Something that should be worried about with political angles, or should it be all all no? I don't bar. think that that should matter in pro wrestling. I think pro okay. wrestling has shown from day one. Okay, in the way that we always say, "Hey, you know, when it comes to comedy at the comedy club, like the Funny Bone, mm-hmm. I think that uh, true comedy should kind of have the gloves off, kind of have no handcuffs on it. I think true comedy should be allowed to be what it is in those private places." For those crowds that are there to watch it. That's fine. Pro wrestling's kind of the same thing. It's its own world. It's kind of always been over the top and crazy. Should they be scared of this? No. Nope. I feel like this is a, something that they can broach. Now, it's it's maybe Rusev was a little too early. If if there's any if there's any like thing that I can like tap into, AEW could be using this to their advantage right now, right? Isn't Rusev under contract yeah. with AEW currently? Yes, they could be using this to their. They could come up with a different character or whatever, and they could be going down this road, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Or you know, WWE just was a little ahead of the curve. You know, (laughs) they they hit it five years too early. That's all there is. Like, I literally had Sergeant Slaughter. You had Sergeant Slaughter be an Iraqi sympathizer as the war was declared with with uh, Iraq. I mean, In in, in a time where you played your character all the time. Right. I mean, slaughter was time, like you said was literally during that uh, Iraq, the London bombing, the Iraq war in two thousand three, four, five, six. Yeah. So that's when Hassan is. Yeah. At least I think is or is Hassan later than that. Hassan was around that time. It was like eight like or when, nine, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was I a little later. Say, but, I, I, later I, than that. 
I vaguely remember the Masa- uh, the Hassan thing, but I remember how controversial it was because I've I've seen like stories about it. It's like, oh, like they did this the same week. Oh, you, you probably should the same do that. day, the day of the bombing. Yeah, yeah, the same day as the bombing. And it's funny, it's because social media is a lot different today than it yes. was back then. Like right. that was the early days of social media, the way we know it today. Those were the early days of Facebook. That's the early days of Twitter. Like this is back when. Not a lot of people were online just talking about these things. So this was still kind of like offline gossip on, you know, Monday morning on the Today Show type stuff. Yeah. So, but at the same time, like it's, that. yeah. So we talked a bit about earlier about the changing face and, and heels and faces and what that. The, the part that I find funny about political angles is, and you both touch on it a little bit, is depending on where a person is, is how they can be betrayed. There's a wrestler called RJ Brewer. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. Big flag waving MAGA character. So, okay. in certain parts of the country, he's a huge baby face. In Alabama, they love him. <laughs> it's Alabama; they love yeah. their cousin. So, yeah. But when he's in, when he goes works in California or New York or somewhere that's more liberal, he's the most base villain. So, do you nice. think that? Should, do you think that should be more political, leaning back and forth, or should the character be straightforward, who they are all the time, politically speaking? No, because it, it, it's it, it's you, you play to the crowd that you're at. I yeah. mean, if if you're in Alabama or Florida or Texas, and you, those are staunch Republican states, you're gonna play. You're gonna be a face there because we're all MAGA 2024. Blah blah blah. Yeah. The the election was stolen. Blah blah blah. You go to California or New York or even Washington and Oregon. He's going to be a heel. I mean, even if he comes to the St. Louis area, he's going to be he's going yeah. to be a heel because St. Louis, Missouri is a very red state, with the exception of the Missouri and Kansas City, and I believe there's one other area uh, in Missouri. But if he comes to St. Louis, he's going to be he's going to be a heel because the St. Louis City people aren't going to take that shit, and True. the Kansas City people aren't going to take, and you know. But Missouri is a very red. But if he goes to like Boonville, Missouri, <laughs> um, he's gonna he's gonna be a face because that's the that's MAGA country. I mean, I don't know the politics. I I just know that St. Louis and Kansas City are the big two blue bases here in St. in the Missouri area. Yeah, in the Sea of Red. In the Sea of Red, and I hate it here because we're, <laughs> I hate it in Missouri because we are dominated by the red wave. All right, Mark, go ahead. I literally went to a show this past weekend for Game Changer Wrestling. And in one of the triple threat matches, they had like a raging Cajun type character. Okay. I thought it was perfect because in a state like, even though the show was at Pops, Illinois, right? This whole area around here is like he said, like red wave type area, right? A character like that works great. He's getting cheered left and right. They love it, right? He's doing mm-hmm. the whole over-the-top, you know, Southern Dixiecrat, like cra- crazy guy. Perfect. I'm sure the, as Game Changer goes to different sections of the country, right, at Dallas mm-hmm. versus the Seattle or something else, excuse me, uh, th- that character, it gets viewed a lot of different ways, but it works because no matter where they go, it's going to get eyes. It's gonna get, and it's that's gonna... what it really comes down to. This is why... I was just talking to my mom before I got on the air with you guys. 
And we were talking about the Donald Trump situation coming up in 2024 Mm -hmm. because she was specifically asking me a question. And I tried to explain to her, I said, you know, whereas going into 2016, it was, well, he's talking a lot like this. And it looks a lot like this. I said, going into 2024, everything is hindsight now. January 6th has already happened. The people forgave him for that. Uh, All the lies that he said, they've already forgiven him for that. All these different things that you would have kind of questioned and kind of left up in the air uh, walking into and during his presidential run uh, up until 2020, right? Uh All those things were kind of like, oh, even during the 2020 campaign, like he was still president of the United States. And we were like, there were things that maybe were questionable that he did or didn't do this and the other. Now, as we're walking in 2024, I said, mom, what used to be all of them going, I really don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Today, walking into 2024 is, I'm purposely voting for him because he's an a-hole and he's going to do these things to be a jerk to people. And I can't wait to be behind that. That's literally all the messages now because we have all the hindsight. I just don't know how you can. I, 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 <laughs> he's even grabbing his forehead already just, off of what I just said. He's like, yeah. I just don't understand. I mean, how can you blindly go into, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm blind by saying, Hey, I'm blue no matter who, but I just, See, and like that's the thing. It's like I, I more we took your check mark, bro. Bye. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I am unapologetically liberal. I admit that, but I'm not blue, no matter who. I've, I've never in my life voted a Republican, but I do have a problem with with a lot of Democrats myself too. So I mean, I mean, I, I have, yeah, I have, I'm, I'm a pretty I, moderate person myself. Like I vote both ways. I've, I, I, for president, I've, I voted for. I, vo- I voted for Bush the second time. I didn't vote for Bush the first time. I voted for Bush the second time because, you know, I'm I'm this whole okay, give him two terms, whatever. But I voted for I voted for McCain. I voted for McCain over Obama. But I can't vote for I right now I can't vote for any Republicans because mm. they're one, they're calling trans people terrorists. And I hate that yep. because um I, we I know, know trans people. I know trans I know trans people. Um, exactly, and I, I, I also, I also know gay people. I also know bisexual people. I know pan non-binary people. I, I know everyone on that the the quote unquote alphabet spectrum. But I mean, I just don't know how you could vote for anything like that. Okay, but my theme song that I come out to is by a trans person, literally who changed their sex after they became famous. Mm. Love that, love that song. By the way, too, it's one of my favorites. Oh, but, thank you. <laughs> but so, let's look at okay, Sunny Tammy Cinch. Yeah, I don't know how, how many of you guys watched, oh, you know, Smoky Mountain or OVW back in the day, but her one of her first gimmicks was like a Hillary Clinton type of character, and I sure I'm sure you can imagine how well that got over in Kentucky. So sure. <laughs> probably not very. Yeah, or, or she was a or she was a massive heel. She was. She was massive heel. But th- that's the thing is, like, Hillary probably is not that well-liked anywhere in the country, unfortunately, you know, based upon polling. But just just to have, you know, her playing that character, I was like, okay, this is going to work well here, you know. <laughs> so has, has any political angle – we'll go to you first, Mark. Has any political angle ever bothered you in wrestling? Uh – has any political angle ever bothered me in wrestling? What a great question. That's a good question. I can't honestly say because, like, once again, I I have always said this. I am the perfect person for to write a comic book movie about. 
just not me personally, but to write a, a, a movie about comic books or whatever. Uh-huh. Like you take any story from comic books, turn it into a movie. I'm the perfect person for that because I don't read comic books. So like whatever the story you tell me is, that's the story I get. So when everybody else is like, I hate walking in. Oh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Drive by. Drive by. No, no, no. Uh, I'm just saying, like, The Walking Dead, I know a lot of friends of mine, big comic book fans. Oh, I hate The Walking Dead. I hate where they went with this story. I'm like, where'd they go with the story? Because it's, it's been great. Like, I haven't noticed anything. The first X Men movie came out, I went to the theater. It was we're walking out. I'm telling my friend how awesome the movie was with Hugh Jackman, right? And Storm and all that, right? Uh-huh. Everyone around us walking out is like, so and so shouldn't have played Storm. And Hugh Jackman didn't, blah, blah, blah. And it's like all this nitpicking. I, I can't honestly say that there's a pro wrestling angle about politics that has really ever bothered me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of like baked into the storyline. It's like the summit or the the Hassan thing. That was you knew what you were getting when you were getting it. I mean, yeah. right now you're not getting anything like that because, every, like I said, everyone is too scared to go to to step on that that plate you know yeah that third rail yeah you're you're not gonna go out and be like oh we're gonna call out donald trump you know um and honestly most wrestlers i i can't say this there are a lot of wrestlers that work from major companies that are very right-leaning i mean okay pro wrestling is a business is very right wing. the fans are right-leaning a lot of the wrestlers are right-wing leaning uh, I think that the, the, the reason there is this is for guys like us, right? The three of us, the type of person we are, the way we vote mentality-wise, this, that, and the other, there is a switch that we can turn on and off. Yeah. Like, we understand. Uh, and it's not saying that the other ones don't, because there's a lot that, that do. I know a lot of great wrestlers who are Republican, who are conservative mindsetted. They're not bad people. I love talking to them and, and hanging around them and working with them. Uh, and... It's just what it is. I understand this. I also grew up here in St. Louis, just like you guys did. So I understand what it's like to grow up in a very red state type area. But it wasn't always that way here. We were politic with people, I guess, in that. Yeah. But the the only one that's ever. But my opinion is on the other. Go ahead. The only one that ever bothered me, and it wasn't in WWE, it was in TNA. The the current Zelina Vega, when she was there, they played up a couple times that her father died in 9-11. And it was like, oh, see, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. No, that's so not, that's tell, not so a good idea at all. Jesuit and you're going to tell a dark joke on Netflix. Yeah. Fine. That's one thing to take something like that and play it up. But it is true. Or it did happen. So that, even if it, it was value to yeah. it, even if it was true yeah. to even like why there, there's certain things like you don't need to. We all know that Kane did the thing with the dead body the one time. We all know that it did, but we don't have to bring it up. Yes. Unless it's like a list specifically designed for that. Yes, like the worst angles in the history of wrestling. Exactly. Sure. But my point being, unless that's a list that we should bring something up Mm -hmm. on, we don't have to bring it up. And I'm sure Glenn doesn't need it brought up over and over either. Yeah, because he has an election coming up again. And I didn't even I didn't even realize that that Glenn was like that far right on the on the political spectrum until you know he he started saying saying these things. I, I don't look at wrestlers' political affiliations when I watch them wrestle. It's it's not something I I look at. But you know, you, you look into their. I mean, Chris Jericho. We can talk about Chris Jericho's wife apparently being at at one six. <laughs> at at um, yeah. Um, and Glenn Glenn being a 
a Republican mayor in Knox County, Kentucky. But sure. that doesn't take away from what they've done in the ring. No. Right. Well, yeah. No, 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 no. This doesn't d- diminish the value of any of these people but, or their career. But that is a legitimate question is, has ever has the politic- political aspect of the real person behind the character altered how you felt about them, Mark? Oh, I feel that JBL is JBL. Like, yeah. I'm not like, I mean, trying to believe that JBL isn't him. Yeah. That's not a character that he's playing up now. He might be sitting at breakfast quietly, eating his eggs and drinking some coffee and reading the newspaper or his phone or whatever. Fine. <laughs> but I know that that's JBL. Like, this is the dude who will throw that lariat anytime. Mm-hmm. Anytime on any person. I don't think that it was a character i think that a lot of the characters that you meet between 97 and 2005 let's say mm-hmm. that like eight to ten year period there all of those guys they tapped into the same thing stone cold dwayne the rock johnson did john yeah. cena orton all of them they're just themselves okay they're just themselves turned up to 11 like we like to say like they just take their personality and just turn it up and jbl's but- jbl's been a regular on fox Fox business, uh, not Fox for news, but Fox business. Like he, he's always been that business guy, and I, I yeah. kind of respect that because he's just—he's not hiding who he is. He knows where to draw his line, Chris. Right? right? He knows where to draw his line, and that's what I was trying to say earlier. We all kind of know where to draw our lines, and the ones who are good at it know where to draw their lines. I feel like the rest of the individuals that are in the world of professional wrestling, and the reason they lean right, complete disregard for their own bodies. What about they're I mean, willing to have complete disregard for their own bodies? They're willing to have complete disregard for topics. And, power, and, and, on, the op- and on, the, on the opposite side of that, I, I don't think Brodus Clay or whatever uh, Tyrus. Tyrus is completely being on. I think he's just using Fox News as a venue to get himself over as, as NWA champion. I don't. He probably believes what he's saying on there, but he carries the belt onto the on yes the damn the, TV stage. The reason he's the champion right now, right? <laughs> that I mean, wouldn't you say that, though, Chris? Like that's the reason. Like take the you take the belt, you carry it out on TV with you. Now you're in wrestling character right. mode, and that's but how yeah. I look at you. So you're obviously promo and everything. And 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 Tyre and, and Tyrus is a terrible wrestler. One, he's a terrible worker. He, he's terrible at what he does. He gets blown up five minutes into a match, but I get blown up five minutes into a match. Jesus! Well, we <laughs> not, we're all getting older. Whoa! We're, yeah, I mean, I I get blown up when I announce people, so I I don't I don't get to re- I don't get to do the referee well, thing we anymore. We know what you're getting at, but but Tyrus, he's just there. The only reason they put him on because he's got a big shiny gold belt. I mean, if he had the big shiny gold belt, would he really be on Fox News all the time? Probably not. Now that he's been on enough times, they probably have pulled the character in. But you're right. No, you're right. Without the prop, to show it off. But, yeah, the the, the question that that I really want to get to is, like, my opinion of Chris Jericho changed after Donald Trump's election. Mostly because, one, he made a big deal about the 2020 election being delayed. And he was like, this never happened in American history. It's like, dude, it happened in 2000. We took time to count. It's what happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kept saying he wasn't political, yet he had Donald Trump Jr. on. He made a $100,000 donation to the Trump campaign, and his wife was at January 6th. So don't tell me you're not political. Oh, reality. Overtly political, you know. And he, oh, said, yeah. he, probably, he probably still thinks that the election was stolen, and the election was not. 
You have to take breathe. the time. You have to take the time to count the votes. Yeah. We're we're in a different world. That hey, and we were in 2020. We were in a pandemic. A pandemic. People, we probably would have known that night if it not for the all the mail in voting. We right. would have known that night. There, everyone voted. I voted day of. Yeah. So did I. But I don't fault anybody. My mom, my mom, who is you know not well. I I got her an absentee ballot, like a, a mail in ballot. So she voted by mail. But those have been existing for years. Yeah. Like right. absentee ballot. What has always existed anyway? Because she was she wouldn't have been able to stand in line for a long time to go in into the election it's right. just it takes time to count and we were we were actively in a pandemic where people were getting sick and people were having to wear masks and just why don't people understand that they don't want to yes it's not that they don't like i said the first time around for donald trump was i could like plausible deniability now that hindsight is 2020 and enough years have passed Oh, January 6th happened. Oh, that now you're just a-holes doing it on purpose. Same idea right here, bro. Yeah. Same exact idea. And, it's and, not that I don't know. It's that I'm choosing right. to not. To and he still, he still never won the popular vote. <laughs> Two Ever. times he's never voted, won the popular vote. It's the, it's the Electoral College. So, I mean, Mark, right. you and I have actively talked about politics in the locker room. Sure, of course we have. And and I, I will admit that I've we got a couple. Chris in the locker room about politics. Yes. Oh, I know. I talked with Chris about politics. And and um, there's a certain person I'm not going to name his name because I I, 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 I find him other, I used to enjoy join him with his but he the whole Donald Trump thing took him way 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 it it, 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 did. it, it did. so I love I mean, him listen yeah. I will defend Travis to this day he has every right to his own political beliefs I will never take that away from him or any other pro wrestler I've ever worked with. They have every right to believe and to be who they want, even if they're Chris Jericho and we have the January 6th stuff with his wife and all like all this proof. It doesn't matter. But I will say some people, they just walked out on that pier, man, and they just kept walking. Travis Cook, Tra I will say Travis Cook as a wrestling manager, top Fantastic. of the line, wrestling mind, top of the line, sure, for sure. politics. When he posted that anyone that voted for Hillary Clinton should take a bullet. No, that's he's that's, the one who comes on my show famously and says, Chris, uh, and, and uh, both Chris's, he says famously on my show, uh, get me the highest tree I can possibly find in a rope for it for that man. And he was talking about Barack Obama, oof. the president of the United States at the time. At okay. the time. But th that's a, that was my question is like, do you ever feel eyes on you or feel like maybe we shouldn't talk about politics in the dressing room? Because I felt um, eyes on us before you and I before. I'm a bigger dude, so I don't really worry about those things too <laughs> well, much. So but, at I, but... Point, at the same point, I agree with you. Like, yeah. I, you know, the same rules apply in the decorum of a locker room as do when we're at Applebee's or anywhere else, right? Mm -hmm. Certain topics, you probably should avoid them. Don't get into those. And I try to stay away from them. Now, if you and me are talking privately by ourselves over in a corner while we're getting dressed, totally different than if we're standing in the middle of a group of people while they're all doing their thing. And we're obviously being loud about politics and yeah. they're being loud about wrestling. Like that's a completely different viewpoint, but you're right. No, it would depend a lot. It would depend on the locker room that, um, that you're in some locker rooms. I'm not worried about it. Some locker rooms, you know, I'm just going to leave my 
opinion to the side. Yeah. Um, that's that's just me. Um, I, I I know that certain certain companies are more accepting of other people, and some may not be. But I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. You know. I've never been kicked out of a locker room for talking politics. Uh, every promoter I've ever worked with has always been very open minded, even with uh, Castaldi over at MMWA currently. He has and, and, been and you've been you've been you've been, in a, you've been in a locker room with Travis Cook. I mean, yeah, sure. I, 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 he's fine in the locker room. He doesn't go out of his way to talk about it. Now he will bring it up. I've watched that happen, and you know everybody kind of knows Travis for that. But at the same point, it's like, yeah, you know, if you just steer clear of it, you can, you can, you can work with it. Listen, there's no room for it in the in the locker room anyway. Yeah, it really is. You're you're not there. You're not there for politics. You're you're there to put on a show for the fans. So yeah, exactly. But it's if it's talk about the weather or something like that, it's it is a topic I'm passionate about. So if I see someone oh, yeah. that agrees with me, or at least I have no problem having a debate with someone if as long as it's friendly, you know, you know, myself and a few of the wrestlers in the industry locally who I would consider friends don't agree politically, and I know that we could have a civil conversation at least for a while. So. You, you you end up knowing the people that you can talk to politics about, yes. and who you can't talk to politics about, because there are people on the right that I can talk to politics, uh, talk about politics, yeah, and they're not getting crazy. But I also know there are people on the right that I can't talk to politics about because they're gonna they're they're automatically gonna throw, oh well, Trump, you know, blah blah blah, this and that and that. Okay, and there are also people on the left because I don't lean I don't lean that far left. And maybe I've gotten a little further left because you know I'm a boogeyman. I I I I uh, accept L- the LGBTQIA community. You know, I mean. Let me ask you guys a question. Maybe uh-huh. this is an interesting question. I should ask you two real quick. Um, where do we stand on the idea of because of politics that has nothing to do with professional wrestling specifically, uh-huh. or because of your political stance? being utilized or being put in a position uh, within the industry as far as your character goes or what you're doing within the ring and with a promotion, how they might use it against you. Like, I don't know how often that happens. I don't feel that that's ever happened to me. So you mean somebody being... I'm sure that there are people out there who got political opinions like us. You know what I'm saying? And they might not have a lot going on behind the scenes. Go ahead. So essentially what you're saying is somebody being buried for their political beliefs is what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. sure. I have idea seen right that. there. Like, where do we stand? Yeah. I feel like that's trash. I, I think it could very realistically happen, depending on the promotion. If we're talking a promotion that the, maybe the owner or the, the top guys are very one way or the other, and you come in being very sure. vocally left or right, yeah, you might not do so well there. But Yeah, no, no, no I get that. Yeah. That's why I was yeah. just <laughs> curious because – yeah, I don't work with every promotion all the time, so no, I see no. everybody all the time. It's like that Cinco de Mayo festival that I was talking about. They had the they had a Trump piñata, and they ended up like Adrian Surge said he dedicates his title match, Dynamo title match against Brandon Aarons to Donald Trump, and it got a massive it got a massive heat, massive real like heat, real heel heat, and. When Brandon Aarons beat him, it was apparently a really loud ovation. I wasn't at that show, um, but Serge talks about it. He's like, dude, that was, like, amazing. And when it was completely off the cuff, it was, like, you know. Worth it, it for it, the moment, though, because yeah. of literally the topic. 
And it was at the time he was talking about building. There was a, when he very first started about building the wall on the Mexico border. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! See, that, that's what I'm saying. A great. It's okay to blur a line, as long as it comes in a natural format. In my opinion, okay. like I don't mind if politics, politics on the national side with a WWE AEW level company, I would stay in most cases at this point in history, stay away or avoid for the most part. Just because it's better across the board for all the generations that you're hitting. Smaller local indies, if it works itself out naturally like it did for Adrian Surge in that case, run with it. Perfect. Let it happen. Because it was all because of the pinata. It wasn't like he had this planned. It was rolling punches. And that's the way he said He's like, I didn't even think about this until I saw the the pinata and that they were doing it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to – we want Brandon Herons to be like a major uh, baby face. So I'm going to go this way. For one show, and you know, I, I, it, it apparently worked out great. And Surge had to be like had security around him the entire show. <laughs> All right, so I mean, my next question is somewhat ties off to that. If there was a character in a wrestling company that was politically aligned with you, so let's say we're in, you know, outstate Missouri where it's very red, and there is a liberal character who's saying all the things we like, as wrestling fans and as wrestling people in the business do i support that character or do i hate that character because it's, it's being a caricature of what i am and who i am no different than if you're wearing a philadelphia flyers jersey at a blues game and you cheer when the philadelphia flyers score a goal against the blues right exactly. now chris, chris is not going to cheer for my philadelphia flyers well, why, why, you, no one should. When they score a goal, I see the I see your Blues logo right there behind you. I got I got my Blues jerseys hanging I up in my background. There, yeah, I'm, I'm, my I'm just doing candy today. Okay, it's okay. Yeah, I actually was I actually was going to ask, are you wearing a black? Because it kind of no, just black black the top, it looks Let, like a Blackhawks jersey. Letterkenny Irish. Hmm. Oh, it's Lynn Kettering. Okay, Letterkenny. yeah. All right, so, but I don't think there's a problem with that. Yeah. Just cheer for who you cheer for. Yeah. Right. I mean. That's the whole point of the show. Yeah. You're gonna like who you like. I mean, my cousin. Okay, I know this is not politics based, but one of my cousins, he is a big fan of the Snitch. The Snitch is a is is top heel in Dynamo Pro Wrestling, but he absolutely loves everything that the Snitch does. So does my son. So 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 do I tell him? Oh no, you can't cheer for him because he's he's a heel. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't care who you cheer for. Cheer for who you want. All my right, brother so, told me when I had my match against Shaft that he literally came there solely to drink beer and cheer for every bad guy on the entire roster. <laughs> he didn't care who they were. Yeah. Now, you mind you, my brother's our age. So, yeah. like, he's telling me that. But I'm just saying, like, he said, I'm here to have a good time and cheer for every heel. And that's what he did. Okay. I mean, that's fair. He does I mean, not agree with any of them. I don't know, <laughs> but he cheered for every single heel. Yeah. You, you, you go and you have fun at your show. You, you like who you like. If you don't necessarily like someone, you get rid of them. You send them to another team. You send it, them to like Montreal or to the Green. It, it, it's, it's, t- there's a, there is a wrestling company. I don't know which one it is, but they have a team. I guess it's semi-political that is called the KGB. It's a mass tag team and they're from mother Russia or whatever. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I could rock with that. I, I mean, yeah, but at this point where they're, where, where Russia is invading Ukraine, I mean, that might be the closest. Oh, thing now that goes back to our earlier conversation, Rodell, yes. that goes back to, uh, okay. 
should they put that show on? And I feel like I said at the larger level, no. If it's natural on the indie side, fine. You're right. There, this is you know where we're. Yeah. This is kind of like me shooting the beer cans with the trans person as the oh, background. Oh, message. don't even get, don't like, even get me fucking started with that. Because... Like that idea of that quasi. Should we promote the idea of bombing Ukrainian human beings that might be sixteen year olds trying to do their homework and they're going to die today because Vladimir Putin's an a hole? Yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about. Kid Rock shooting a bunch of beer cans, and now this person might get gay bashed in this other town because that guy just happens to believe in this Facebook feed message that's coming across. Oh, you don't even, I don't want to even get, I don't, I don't even want to get started with the beer can thing because I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life that, sure. that, that people, people are mad about a beer can that was only sent to this trans, this trans woman. Chris, I can um, fix all this for you. You want me to fix it? I'll fix America right now. You guys want me to fix America? I fixed it for my friend the other night. I told him I couldn't drink beer with him anymore. Couldn't hang out with him because all beer is gay. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you drink gay beer. That's what you do. So I don't want to hang out with gay people like you. And he just looked at me and he goes, well, I drink IPAs too. And I said, that's even worse. Are you going to a Mumford and Son concert? Because that's been gay since 2015. <laughs> now all your beer gay. Now I'm gay. You're gay. We're all drinking gay beer. We've all reset the game. Fixed America. We're back to square one, ladies and gentlemen. Do you see how this all worked out? The biggest flex is people are drink like, whatever you want. The biggest flex is like, people aren't going to drink Bud Light. They're going to go to Coors Light. Coors Light has been sponsoring Pride prior events since, since the They're 80s. They're all yeah. going to do these things because they want to make money. Yes, exactly. Everyone carries about money. Oh, I guess Bush and Bud Light don't. Yeah, they do. They do. They just want to make money, and you guys are just taking it way over the top. But guess what? Two to three years will go by, and we'll be on social media about our memories, right? They always pop up in Facebook yes. memories, and it'll be about the beer dance, and we'll be like, remember when this stupidity was going on? Right, so, yeah. <laughs> it. You just said it. What it'll be. You just said it. Social media. In a day and age where we're not just getting wrestlers... Really we're not just getting wrestlers on the shows. We pretty much have constant access to them or their media team. And, and, and they're being either political or not political. They're being religious, not religious. How much of that has changed the political angles. Cause I know that like, I didn't know, like, like uh, Rodell said, I didn't know Glenn Jacobs political leanings until Neither he had I, a Twitter. Until he started running. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I didn't know the way that, that Chris Jericho felt until he had a Twitter or uh, the example Gunner that was in the forgotten sons, put mm -hmm. that tweet out about how proud he was to have uh Trump president during the, uh, the riots in Minnesota. And that pretty much ended his career. There's so, so many know. people we didn't know about, right? Did you yeah. know? I think about this. Before Trump ran for president in 2016, mm -hmm. did you realize James Woods was the way he is? There's no one on and American soil oh. that knew James Woods was like that. Like, no one until he got a hold of Twitter yeah. and Trump and, and, and Elon and all them, like, pushing that, like, stupid stuff. And before you know it, this dude's now, like, screaming some of the crazy stuff. And I'm like, I really like you as an actor, but I cannot stand this. I didn't even know Travis Cook was right leaning until I until after the election and stuff like that. I I, I knew we had a political opinion, but oh, I was now like, in 2013 is when he says his comment about hanging Obama from the tree on my see. Tree. I didn't see. I didn't know that. I I I didn't know. Well, that. you're okay. I'm just saying it was that so, long ago. It was like 2012, so, 2013. So, do you think we have more politics in the wrestlers and wrestling because of social media, or do we have just different? 
it's a different way to absorb the information because you, as you said, you see them every day. You know, if you see my Twitter, uh, Twitter feed, occasionally I go after right wing people for being absolutely the dumbest people in the fucking America. Um, I apologize for my language. I know this is probably a PG podcast, it's not. but, but um, <laughs> some people are just dumb. I mean, they say the dumbest things and I'm like, I just, I don't know. Hey, don't feel bad, man. I'm called dumb all the time, and I say the dumbest things according to some of these people too. Yeah, so. but you know, it's like we're bashing the right a little bit, and you know, again, I'm a I'm a guy leans to the left. I do that quite a bit, but there's plenty to bash on, on the, the left, left side yeah, there's, there's when it comes from politics and wrestling. You know, I've sure. always called I've always called myself center left because I'm like yeah. I'm not like way left wing, you know, and you're like but, you're moderate who likes I, to lean a little left, you know. With with the gun thing, have your guns. I don't fucking care. It's it's stupid, you know. But let's. Can I hip you guys to something real quick? I'm sorry, Chris. This is important. Did you? You guys are gonna. This I don't even know if this one caught you yet. Have you seen the new billboards on the side of the highway? Which one? Here in the state of Missouri. Have you seen them? No. The ones that say, "Don't use your ID to buy another person a gun." Yeah. It's literally what the billboard is promoting, Mm -hmm. telling people, because it happens so often, stop using your ID to buy some random other person a gun so the crazy things like we read about every week that we're discussing that are politically motivated, Mm -hmm. we're discussing right now, turn into bad moments that we have to discuss on my show or Chris's show or your show the next time. Guns. Let's talk about guns real quick. Are you surprised there hasn't been like an extreme gun nut character in a mainstream company like that tna or aew wwe hasn't had some gun gun uh, big jake hager or whatever and what's yeah yeah with zeb coulter with yeah oh yeah they were close yeah they were close they were were purposely doing that like it was perfectly uh, put together for that but i think they toe that line because that's that third rail you don't want to step on Mm -hmm. because i mean because at the rate of what when mass shootings happen, it seems like there's one every week that we're talking about. I mean, now and yeah, it really does feel that way. And it's it's sad, but there just needs to be people can have their guns and have you know, I that's not my problem. It's the there has to be some kind of a background check. I mean, okay. um, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of right now, like uh, red flags, red flag laws, and like. Everyone, everyone agrees that there should be some kind of a background check. You don't want nutty people to have a gun. Of course not. Yeah. So, I mean, at what point were you were you swept up ever in like the nationalism of it? Were you a big Lex Luger, all made in the USA fan, or a Hulk Hogan fan, or Slaughter when he was fighting Sheik? No, because I saw what it, I, I saw what it was. It was a it was a character. I mean, maybe I'm smart. Maybe I'm. Sm- can't say I'm smarter than well, the average person for the most but, part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All your great Hulk Hogan memories for the most part, yes, or when you're like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old in the mid to late 80s, right? We're not talking yeah. like we know about Hollywood Hogan by the time I'm in college and all that. I'm just saying, like, 
oh, your great Hulk Hogan memories yeah. are going to be those old days when you're not paying attention to. Politics. I'm sure. I'm sure I dragged my mom and dad to the Lex Express when they came to the South County Mall. And, oh and... yeah, I did. I did. There you go. I I was I got I got swept up in Hulkamania, and even okay. Lex was never the the best wrestler. Neither was Hogan for that matter. But 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 it worked for a while there. That that star spangled fighting the evil Japanese guy stuck. I mean, on the oh, yeah. on the deck was, of the USF's intrepid and that was a body slam. That was a political thing as itself because the evil Japanese, you know, they bombed Pearl Harbor back <laughs> back in forty in the forties. You know, the evil Japanese. You're gonna slam them on the like you said the the uh, deck of intrepid. the USS Intrepid, an all American moment. I mean. Sure, and, but and you're also dealing with a topic where it's been like 60, 70 years since that had happened, so you can like play with that a little bit more. Okay, than you can yeah. something that's like fresh and current, like your KGB Ukraine stuff that you were talking about. But t- time heals all wounds too, because sure. the Iron Sheik, when he made his last few appearances, at least in mainstream WWE stuff, he was cheered. When he, when, when he won the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17, even though he was the evil Arani, and they're like, oh, I remember the Sheik, yay! And you know why he won the gimmick battle royal? Because, because he, couldn't, he couldn't go over the top he rope. He couldn't go over the top rope without breaking his because his knees were shot and he was overweight. So that's why that's why he won, and then Slaughter like put him to sleep so they could roll him underneath the bottom rope. <sighs> so I mean, but at the same time, look at that. Okay, time healing all wounds. Fritz von Erich was a Nazi. But somehow through the years he becomes the all-American Texas dad of his, you know, proud of his boys and moving on like that. So it's like how how did we get there? How did we go from the evil Nazi to the all to the Texas man with his proud family, Chris? So I mean, yeah, I just it's crazy. It makes me think what is the next big political villain going to be? Who who are they going? Are they going to use a North Korean? Are they going to use a Russian? Well, I think they're going over the top right now. When they went and took Dominic Mysterio, right? One of the biggest start, like one of the biggest storylines currently mm-hmm. is this guy went to prison, like <laughs> Leavenworth, and we're supposed to believe this. And it's like, okay, I can at least believe. That the sheik comes from the Middle East and he might be representing those people. I can believe that Alex Luger is the all American muscle bound guy along with Hulk Hogan and they're going to go up against the like Nikolai Volkov. Like, those are easy to believe. This idea that you went and spent time in prison. (laughs) But now you're trying to turn that into my bad guy. You're trying to turn him into my bad guy, that heel that I'm supposed to care about. But that's not really fair because that's part of the. Yeah, that's, that's part of the joke because everyone that wrestles Dominic says, "Dude, you spent two hours in a holding area. You didn't go to prison. Come on!" Right, but if it's always the joke, is it really a joke anymore? Or, or are we I mean, just that's a valid beating point. a dead horse at this point. All that's right. my question. <laughs> All right, so I have two more questions for you. We'll go with this one first. When the race of the evil foreign villain is swapped, like in in the past, most of the Native Americans were Italian guys, and you know, sure. And let me say, Scotty Simpson from Minnesota was was Nikita Koloff. Right? Can you still do that, or would that be like too? Would that cause too much of a firestorm anymore to have someone play a different ethnicity or race? Rodell, you want to touch that third rail? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I don't think it mattered. I mean, I mean, like I like you said, Yokozuna played a Yokozuna, Yokozuna yeah. was Samoan and he played a Japanese guy. I mean, but that was also thirty years ago. Right. They can always argue in yeah. hindsight that that was okay, but today, I don't think today that you can because they're like, there's that line that people don't want to cross anymore. I mean, we have we have Simpsons character. I mean, the the Hank Azaria stopped voicing up who. Because he didn't right. upset people, and he'd been doing it for twenty-eight years. Oh, so, and I mean, successfully, like a really popular character, not just some side yeah. character that everybody could forget about. Like, no, 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 no. They did whole episodes about him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, t- I mean, today we probably couldn't do that, right? There's no way we could have like a a white guy playing a a Russian or soldier. Or is swinging back? Is it? One, two, three miles. I don't. Are, I don't are know. Going back to, to the exact here. Are we going back the other way? Like, is this maybe? Are we over? Maybe the cans, maybe the trans cans. Maybe what we were talking about with the beer stuff. Mm-hmm. Slowly, these little topics will pop up over and over and over to the point where, like, I'll, I'll tell you this. One thing that we are dealing with as parents of young people at this point in history, and I'm sure you guys have children yourself, so you might have dealt with this or not. I, do, I remember I, the '90s saying "gay" a lot. Yeah. As a way to just be dismissive of things that were what we considered dumb or mm-hmm. stupid at that time. And it was never an attack on gay people or LGBTQ or anything like that. It was always just a dismissive way. Now, this comes down to 2023. People are a little bit more uh, emotionally intelligent, I guess. So we don't we like to hope. be dismissive anymore. Uh, at the same point, now saying gay in a dismissive way because of what we were talking about with the beer cans and the families teaching these kids, like it's rearing its ugly head again. And that can become an issue. Yeah. I have a question. Are you ever going to see an angle on TV where a, someone, someone calls someone trans, a trans, let's, let's just say a trans woman. Is someone going to call them out for being, being a trans woman that they shouldn't be on the women's roster? That is definitely touching the third rail. Right yeah. There. You like are if, asking for an immediate. Listen, some of these dudes are canceling themselves simply because text messages are getting out between them and a girl. Yeah. Who came up and talked to him after a show right now. If, like you if, start going down that road. Oof. If they, I, I, like, yeah. I, I like, don't think, uh, I don't think you uh, ever will because I think that's, like you said, that's, that's the, that's, that's the dead man switch. Yeah. If an AEW, if a male member of the AEW roster came out and said that Nia Jax should only wrestle men because they're a man, their career would be over, in my opinion. Over. There's, there's, there's no coming back from that. Whether they were told to say it by the company, said it themselves, no, there's no coming back from that whatsoever. I agree. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So my, my last question before we get all to, to pimp out ourselves and our stuff, we'll start with you, Mark. Yes. Where where is the the future of political angles and wrestling? Where where are we going to go in the next 5, 10, 15 years? Well, like I said earlier, I think that because the stuff offline. Mm-hmm. Like all right, let me just preface it with this. Ladies and gentlemen, as a person who deals with this daily on my Fox News show, I will tell you this. 2024 is going to be a shit show. It is <laughs> Amen to a that. Shit show of epic proportions. So there's nothing that they can write in wrestling right now that they are going to be able to get out from underneath anyway. 
because nothing online is going or nothing on in video, anything that they make up, anything that they do in pro wrestling is not, there's nothing they can mimic offline in the regular real world. That's going to be as big a shit show as this 2024 election is going to come out. <laughs> they, can't I agree. Write, they can't write better storylines. They, they can't write better storylines in the WWE than what's going to happen in the political world at the going from now until the election of 2024. Trump versus Santa alone is going to be yes. Just watch these two rip, these two leopards rip each other's face. But I mean, okay, for so no reason we, we got to see, and unfortunately, I got to see it live. The Donald Trump Rosie O'Donnell faux fight that Vince McMahon put on sure. with A Steel and I don't know who. Are, are we going to see another one of those? Are we going to see DeSantis no. and Trump? No, because we're we, no. we, we saw we saw a Barack, we saw a Barack and Hillary if I if I remember right. Yes, at Capital Combat, and we saw a Barack and Hillary type thing. I don't think we're going to do that because Donald Trump is so divisive right now. I think unless you hold it in a certain spot. You're Donald Trump's going to get booed and invite him to be there live so he could wave to the crowd more than anything else. Like if there was going to be any political moves right now, uh, it would be utilizing these influential fan bases to their advantage. This is what well, Elon's doing with Twitter right now. Right, He's trying so, to utilize yeah. his, his influence on. the day. One second before we go any further, uh, Mark yeah, has a fan can. watching apparently because Jared One says, "Woohoo! Loser one, the amazing Gen X icon, and loser two. Thanks for watching, Jared. Woo-hoo. Appreciate you. Wow, that's well. Now, Jared, I wouldn't necessarily call the referee Christopher Miles or Christopher Rodell losers per se. I mean, they yeah. they don't win a lot, but they're not losers. I declare the winner quite a bit. I mean, he announces the winner. Yeah, he declares winners. And, and, and Chris is a winner. And, and, he is and, a big I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. I was for shaft on the match that you that you guys had for the commission. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. First off, you were for shaft and that cheating loser stuff that I had to deal with. The RKO from behind, then the quick pin from the the owner of the cup. What is that crap? I, I didn't see that part of it, but I was Oh, nobody could the... rewind the tape, I guess, or they couldn't like fast forward to the end All of right. it or something, I guess. So I, I mean you've stuck your nose into so many things over the years in wrestling. It, eh, it, you probably deserved it, but maybe I'm just the best at what I do, and there's no one other than maybe another one person ever. Oh, and every top guy. Here we go again. Jared, they both hate me. See, Mark Rodell has terrible takes. Uh, he's right. <laughs> he's right. right so I, I knew I said I only had one more question, but I do have one more that I forgot to talk about a topic. Just keep going as long as you need to. We're here. We're on the mic. Keep going. So wrestlers getting into politics. Ventura mm. and Jacobs and, you know, Rick Steiner even. You know, I don't know how much longer he's going to have his school board seat after what he said. I still want to know how Ventura won up in Minnesota. I, I still don't well, that's understand a that. area up there. Yeah, and, and the th- thing he is, he kind of comes yeah. off like us. He split the vote, is what he did. You only needed twenty percent or twenty nine percent to win, and he got that. You know, Minnesota, and they they allow uh, one same day registration, which I think every state should do. Yes, and two, they allow everyone to debate, so people got to hear Ventura, and they like what he had to say. Not only that. But they've all said up there since, in hindsight, looking back, that he was one of their better uh, governors that they had in the state. Mm-hmm. And they've uh, there's not many Minnesotans that uh, are against him. Yeah. On like how he handled himself when he was governor. Now, I mean, get reelected. You know, they moved on. But I'm just saying, like, there wasn't a ton of 
backlash because of his ideas or his politi- policy. I mean, he, he's very pro. He's very pro cannabis, and I am for that. I don't. I don't smoke the devil's lettuce, the the jazz cabbage, whatever you want to call it. But jazz cabbage. Oh, I like that. But I don't fault anybody for doing it because it's. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I don't think it's that bad. No, do it, do it, it. make it federally legal and tax the fuck out of it, and you're gonna you're gonna wipe away the debt. Here's here's my thing: is like wrestlers in politics it's like there are some wrestlers that are extremely popular that could not possibly get elected rick flair for example with his past and the things he's said and done even though he's an icon and a legend i don't think he's electable. i don't know now though i don't know now chris mm. i'm being honest like after trump in 2016 i don't put it past america to not like Grab onto the, the, the coattails of the car shield specialty guy <laughs> and just ride it all the way and to the bank. If they Jerry, can. Like, Jerry Lawler ran for mayor of Memphis at one point, three times. Three, I mean, he, I guess he's a three time loser, but I yes, mean, but and, and that surprises me as popular as Jerry Lawler is in Memphis that he lost because I mean, there's well, he got a, he got you know the arrest for the 13 uh, year old relationship shortly before the election. I mean, there was that. The first time around, and hey, people don't forget I, that. Quick question: Do you guys uh, do you guys want to talk to Hunter Biden's laptop? I mean, I have it right here. It's always yeah, sure, in the sure, house sure, at sure. any time. It's, pa- put, it's passed around, apparently. It, I'm going to put Jared's last comment up that we're doing that. Many wrestlers in politics are iffy, but you see many of them dabble in it. I believe Cody Rhodes said he planned to dabble in it, but you do see many of successful run as a conservative compared to a liberal, which is disappointing in my personal opinion. Yeah, I mean, as I don't think a lot of liberals are going to vote for a wrestler. That's that's very true. That's Unfortunately, true. That's very true. I feel like um, there are certain wrestlers that probably could pull it off. I don't feel like a John Bradshaw Layfield, a JBL, couldn't pull off becoming the mayor of a town or even working within politics at a higher level. I think he's put himself out there enough times. I think uh-huh. that he's got kind of a reputation. And he's not dumb either. He, oh, he, I, I, I would do it, guys. Oh, Hunter's, Hunter's laptop. Hey, what's going on, Chris? <laughs> Rodell is me. Hunter by Bi- Hold on. Oh, what a good line. All right. Oh, hey, I'm back. What's going on, boy? Uh, <laughs> that's just that's. I would vote for John Bradshaw Layfield. I would. God, <laughs> Goodness gracious. Uh, this, this whole podcast episode. Though, man. Hey, you guys got any hookers over there? Uh, not currently. Not currently. Okay. Well, I just love hookers. That's all I'm saying. Well, me okay. No comment. <laughs> all right. So, just to wrap it up here, uh, Mark, where are you going to be at? Where can we find you? Where can we hear you coming up in the next few weeks? Uh, you guys can always find me at uh, theqnow.com, T-H-E-Q-N-O-W.com. That's the uh, website for the show. You can always find me every single Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on News Radio KYRO. I was just on. Or, yes, you were. You were just on the show. And I've never been on. You can be on the show, Chris. You are more than welcome, Mr. Rodell, to join my show. Listen, any professional wrestler, for the most part, is welcome to come on my show. Uh, if there is a problem that I have and I uh, don't want people on my show, I will let them know directly to their face for whatever reason it is. I don't have a problem with that at all. And uh, there have been people I've told that I, I 
listen, I've had people come to me and I say, listen, on behalf of someone else. And I was like, I won't do it on behalf of them. You personally are allowed, but on behalf of others, no. Like, I'll be the first to admit that these things have happened. Uh, But at the same point, you know, there's always rhyme and reason. And Chris, you are always welcome to come on my show, as I will welcome anybody who's got a political opinion (laughs) wants to come and talk about the jazz cabinet. I've become very... Over the last since the 2016 election, I've probably become way too more more political than I should be. But you know, I mean, I, I guess I'm just opening up myself because I'm getting older, and you know, I I the the world that I knew is not the same world that it is now. Oh, true. All right, Mark, you want to talk about your socials? Any bookings you got coming up? Uh, I don't know about any bookings coming up. I am uh, I am with MMWA Wrestling as of current uh not really <laughs> paying attention to some certain things because uh i'm not uh, happy about my situation like uh last time i was there uh i got left out in the middle of the ring to get destroyed by the brotherhood my team didn't come to have my back so i'm not happy with the brotherhood and castaldi and them i'm not happy with the core as it stands currently but I've talked to some of the core members. We're, we're cool. We're fine. It's just uh, I've decided to step back from the uh, scene for a little bit just to uh, you know, regain Team. some composure and figure some stuff out. Team Ricky Cruz for life. Oh, see, he's Did you all just say you. Team Ricky Cruz for life? Love that man. The man is What makes you favorite. love him? No, no, no. Hold on. Before you get off of here, Mr. Okay. Miles, what makes you love Ricky Cruz, of all people, Rodell. He treats me with the utmost respect. We have Uh such great conversations. I love sitting underneath his learning tree for being in the wrestling business for so long. Got a great RKO. A great super kick. A great, uh, I mean, he's just, he's just a great guy. A great RKO. (laughs) I I mean, it did look good. Oh, he's and, gone. And, and, and honestly, I I'm also I've become a I was scared of him at first, but I became a big fan of uh the butcher and Cayman. They're they're scary characters, but you know I I, I can dig them. No comment. <laughs> Maybe within the next couple of months or year, Gen X will have someone that has backed them since day one. Well, so I'll Jared's- tell you this right now: Jared Shannon knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Gen X, Gen X has dropped the ball politically in, in the in the world. I think and, Gen X has been quiet politically. Like they they're keeping behind and, the scenes a bit. And and millennials have really dropped the ball because they don't care. It's going to be Gen Z that saves this country. <laughs> I, I, I believe. I we believe can only that. hope. I believe right, that so, with all my heart. But anyway, but I think it's because they all held back or dropped the ball. And, that's why Gen Z is going to. And and they've they're they're the the first generations that's lived through all those freaking lockdown drills that yes. they have to do i mean right. so chris where are you on the internet and where are you going to see a coming up soon i am at dj big sexy stl on twitter chris rodell on twitter i don't think i have an i have an instagram but i don't know what it is i'm also a host of the wrestle talk podcast every tuesday um from seven to nine on wrestletalkpodcast.com uh i've been kind of behind the scenes the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. i'm run, running the boards and everything. And uh, I just 
I, I, I do what I can. I mean, uh, and Dynamo Pro is going to be at the Cinco de Mayo Festival yes. on Saturday, May the 6th at the corner of uh, Cherokee, Cherokee and Iowa. In Iowa, right yeah. by the Casa Luma Ballroom is where we're going to there be. We go. um, I don't know what times we're wrestling at, but in past years, it's been at like noon and, and noon and two and four and six normally was what we would do. And hopefully pray for a nice day because we don't want any too hot or too cold. Uh, yeah. So, so before I let you guys go, Christopher Miles. Christopher Miles. Oh, you guys oh. are, I'm sorry, it's lagging. So it's like, it's not. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. I'm You're good. good. Make a comment. Oh, uh, May 13th, the Tony Costa Memorial Battle Royal, as well as show. South Broadway Athletic Club, 7 p.m. start time. Get your tickets. Go to uh, go search at Google MMWA yeah. and Ticket Leap. And, the, uh, offic- uh, the official Tony the Costa offic- Battle Royal. The only official. Tony Costa Battle Royal. So there you go. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say good. Before we say goodbye for you guys, there's a wonderful Christopher Miles merchandise that. Mark, you can buy. Chris, you can buy. And everyone can Pick buy. I got this man's merch right here. Two fantastic t-shirts in the comments there. But uh, Mark, I thank you guys. Chris, thank you. We'll put you guys back into the lobby. We'll be back with you real soon. Thanks for coming, guys. Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah. All right, guys. That was a fun talk. I think we covered a lot of ground. It was great. So what do you want to hear next? What topic should we cover? What issue wrestling should we cover? Let me know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. At one underscore two underscore three miles or the show at IWW underscore podcast. And of course, like I said, buy the shirts. ProSlingTees.com slash Christopher Miles. So until next time, folks, I'm Christopher Miles and I have issues with wrestling. <laughs>